Welcome, welcome, welcome to Astro Tea, guys. That was the song of the week, Fine, by Mary J. Blige. And this is a weekly conversation we host on Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. BST, to take a closer look at the transit and the cosmic energy of the week ahead. So go ahead and join our group here on Clubhouse. Share the room out with all your friends, with your family, so they can get all the tea too. And we actually have a new announcement to make. So, so excited for this. We have a brand new cosmic consultation service, guys, that is available to you to book with Soul and myself that we're so, so excited to offer. So now you can book a private session with the both of us that will give you the astro and tarot perspective all in one reading. We do have a few different offerings for that and we give you more information, dive all up in that to see what that cosmic consultation is going to offer. Just go ahead and click that link at the top of the room or you can head over to Astro to Universe on Instagram and click the link in the bio to book. Also, if you haven't already, guys, join our email list and don't forget to purchase your copy of the Astro Tea Journal. That is available on Amazon right now. Uh, let's go ahead and get into these transits. Hey, Sol. Hey, everyone. Happy Sunday. I am so, so, so excited about this new service that we're offering and i'm just um i'm really grateful and like emperor said if you join our email list uh before when is that before tuesday you'll be able to get access to the next monthly email which has all the tea for the full moon in sagittarius and the new moon in cancer that are coming up in the month of june so all the information to sign up with for either a reading with us or for the uh, email list are all in our link tree, which is at the top of the room. So I'm so grateful for all y'all joining us for another episode and we're going to get right into it. Such a beautiful start to the week to, uh, on Monday. Yeah, tomorrow, May 30th, we have the new moon in Gemini. So astrologically, that plays out to the sun in Gemini the moon in Gemini that is what we call you know a new moon when the sun and moon are conjunct in the same sign and I feel like this is such a fun transit to start off the week and I'm really excited for this next set of moon transits right we have the new moon in Gemini tomorrow and then we have the full moon in Sagittarius so I was talking to, to some of my friends my astrology friends about this and I'm like I think this is such a beautiful time for us to be able to experience all the lessons that we learned when the north node was in Gemini and the south node was in Sagittarius like these next two moons coming up um, the full new moon and full moon are an opportunity for us to just kind of bask in the energy that we were learning you know and trying to master over the past year and a half before the nodes switched into Taurus and Scorpio respectively so I feel like this is just very uh, a refreshing change from the very intense potent energy that we were feeling with these uh, new moons and full moon and Taurus uh, excuse me new moon and Taurus full moon and Scorpio it was conjuncting the nodes it was squaring Saturn like there was a lot going on so I think this is just very different it's also happening at nine degrees so um, nine degrees is in the first decant of Gemini, which is like the Mercury decant, which is very pure, intense Gemini energy. And specifically nine degrees is actually ruled by Sagittarius. So we also do have some Sag energy in the mix for this new moon, which is a really nice transition before we move into the full moon in Sagittarius later on 
in the month of June. So it's definitely giving, I was telling Empress this before our call, it's definitely giving divine trickster, you know, chaotic energy. I would say be mindful um, on the road, right? Be mindful in your conversations, understand that your words have incredible manifesting power. But I think it, like I said, I think it's a very a nice break from the intense um, you know, kind of this purging energy that we've been experiencing and going through with the Scorpio full moon, especially that we had a few weeks ago. So Gemini is all about networking. It's about making connections. It's about utilizing our immediate environment. It's about being open-minded. It's about learning and exchanging information and also finding new ways to adapt our social intellectual learning. And then on top of that, right, so that was kind of what Gemini energy contributes to this new moon. New moons specifically are about, you know, new cycles, new opportunities, new ways of doing things. So for you, how are you creating a new relationship with how you learn, with how you think and with how you communicate? How are you initiating new ways of being a curious student? while also being a wise teacher, right? How can, you know, we're dealing with mutable signs. You can be both, right? And you can be both by being adaptable, which is like the key word for all the mutable signs, right? Sagittarius, Gemini, Virgo, and Pisces. Um, how are you cultivating open-mindedness, right? Gemini and vocalizing that and vocalizing your values and your opinion. Like Sagittarius is very much about our like spiritual values as well, whereas Gemini is about our opinions. And then, you know, Gemini corresponding to the throat chakra, how are we speaking up about those things? How are we showing up in conversations in new ways, right? So just some practical things for this new moon. Gemini rules the hands, the lungs, and the shoulders. So hands-on activities are really important for this new moon. I got the visual of somebody at like a pottery class working with clay. So I don't know who that's for, but you know, working with your hands, right? Breathing exercises to help calm the mind since Gemini energy, especially in the moon and sun being conjunct can definitely bring up a lot of mental activity. Um, so it's important to document your thoughts and your feelings right through journaling, through therapy, through conversations with trusted friends or even like the voice app in your phone. Right. Just getting it all out and um, group sports. Right. And physical activity, something to get your lungs moving, cardiovascular, you know. I feel like Geminis don't like long stretches of cardio. So whatever makes it fun, you know, for you to be able to engage your lungs. Right. Um, and then finger painting, right? Singing out loud. Like it doesn't matter if you're a quote unquote good singer or not. Just like exercising your throat chakra, letting some air into your home, right? Gemini is a mutable air sign. So open up the windows, you know, get, get some fresh air into your home. And also lastly, which is I think the most fun for me, think back to activities, books, and movies that you enjoyed as a child and kind of, you know, indulge in them. Watch those shows again, watch those movies, pull out that book that is, you know, gathering some dust on your bookshelf that you used to love as a child and see what connections you can make, you know, what kind of downloads or um, messages that you get through doing that. So that's what I have for Monday's energy. Empress, what does this full, uh, excuse me, this new moon in Gemini look like from the tarot's perspective? Yeah, so guys, we're really kicking off this week with this new moon in Gemini and in the tower with the sun in Gemini conjunct the moon in Gemini. This is going to be the sun in the lovers or the knight of swords conjunct the high priestess in the lovers or the knight of swords. So last week there was this strong emphasis on 
on focusing on how we internally address ourselves. And I feel like with this week, we're starting off with this new moon in Gemini, the lovers, the knight of swords, and they're both ready to act on what you have learned in a way that can open new doors for you based on new and improved ways of communicating. So if you have noticed that conversations between you and loved ones have been a bit strained, this is an energy that can help to reset that, right? It can help reset things for everyone that is involved. If during your internal reflection, you may have found that you would like to learn more about a subject or more about a specific industry that you're in or would like to get into now marks a really great time to read books to watch movies okay um as soul mentioned the gemini mutable energy it does bring in that communication of all kinds but also learning the information so like reading and acquiring books yes i love the childhood um the children's books you know tip as well for kind of reminiscing for the new moon in gemini as well getting back to childhood but also if you're looking to read um and learn new information reading books on those types of things watching movies incorporating social media that's very Gemini, right? So watch videos, get information on a technological scale that will give you further insight as well. On the other hand, you know, we also discovered that last week we may have been holding on to conversations that may need to be had. So writing a letter, sometimes we can't always think about someone that we need to have a conversation with and then call them and speak to them. That may not always be a possibility or that's not something that that's not um, necessarily a can of worms that we want to open back up, you know, uh, because what if this person hasn't grown to the same level of maturity as I have? That's completely fine. Forgive yourself and write a letter to that person. Okay, um, you, I'm not saying send it to them. I'm just saying write the letter, okay, to get it out of the mental space. Um, even speaking to them, if that is a possibility for you, speaking to that person in real time, communicating could really be what this new moon is helping you to feel at this time. So um, on another note, if arguments ensue, right, you bring things up, you communicate, you say what you feel, you say how you, you know, what's honest and true for you. If arguments ensue while, you know, we are experiencing this part of the moon cycle as a collective for you specifically, this is also a message message that's being communicated at this time. So be accepting of that message. The imbalance is perhaps due to lies, right? To trick you or keep you from the truth. Um, as I believe you mentioned, soul as well, that trickery that can be involved with Gemini energy, okay? Sometimes being unaccepting of honesty or truth, right? Not wanting to believe someone when they're saying, this is how you made me feel in a situation. The honest truth, my truth, you know, if I'm being honest, this is how I took what you said to me as a very disrespectful, you know, in a very disrespectful tone. I feel like what you said wasn't needed, wasn't warranted. So someone may be unaccepting of your honesty, of your truth, or you may be unaccepting of someone's honesty or truth towards you. Um, this could also highlight unequal feminine and masculine energies in situations. We have to look at this lover's card in the tarot, okay? So I do want to touch on the feminine masculine energy um, that could, you know, need to come together and decide to work 
together on a new plan with this new moon to execute with each other that's a bit more harmonious like this lover's card here. People in the entertainment industry and the political systems may utilize this energy as well to speak up on matters that are related to unfair treatment in their specific industries. So politicians, I've been seeing a couple of posts, um, specifically in Virginia, one of the members of, of the council were speaking up on someone that was um, voted out of, that was basically voted to get fired. Um, she spoke up on that very vocally, okay? <laughs> she was very, you know, vocal about that. So that was very Gemini to me, but I think that um, especially with this new moon in Gemini on this day, or just, you know, the two to three days after this, we could definitely see people in the entertainment and political systems, um, that may want to utilize this energy to speak up, to use their throat chakra, right? To talk about matters that are related to possible unfair treatment in their industries. This is what is going on undercover in the entertainment industry that people need to know about that I've experienced myself, that friends of mine, that people that I know of in this industry have told me about and spoke like giving the tea, like a Gemini would give the gossip, give the tea, right? Um, also again, in the political system, as I mentioned, um, some of it may involve children, guys, okay? Gemini, the child energy. So this could talk about, you know, information, communication as it relates to, you know, the child entertainment industry as, you know, uh, with when it comes to children um, and their relation to uh, politics and people in the political system. We may hear about those types of things coming up and resurfacing at this time with this new moon in Gemini. We may also see news about relationships that are both starting with the new moon and coming to an end in the media because people are bringing a voice to it to say we're no longer going to do this I'm going to start and you know do this by myself we didn't you know um, work out as a couple and we're just shedding light on this on the public scale but this is something we've been going through in private um, we may not have expected this type of you know tactic you know um, from the media from what we're seeing in in you know just social media or just in entertainment in general um but it could be used as a tactic to harvest collective energy um building up to the full moon in sagittarius that we'll have in june and also to the summer solstice so i was getting that as well um i will go ahead and digress there um but i love how you mentioned cultivating open-mindedness um so i really think that's a one of the major themes and also you know opening up the windows i love that you know let the fresh air in. it's the spring season we are um also being highlighted with the throat chakra so speak up use be truthful be honest and speak your truth and communicate um but also use other forms of communication like writing or typing in your notes to get those things out of the mental space or to just you know bring that truth out uh of your your in immediate energy so that's what i'm seeing for monday let's get into tuesday so I love what you said too about the news and the media. I feel like for some of us, this may be initiating new relationships with the information that we consume because honestly, at some point when the North Node was in Gemini, I believe it was like last summer, I kind of committed myself to like, I don't really want to know what's going on in the world. I do for astrological purposes. I know Empress and I, we kind of, you know, we'll look at the news and see like, oh, we talked about that on Astro Sierra. Oh, wow, this transit manifested in this way. So it's very intentional. 
Um, but really, like, the only time I watch the news is, like, when I'm at the gym, like, on the treadmill and just I'm glancing at the headlines and things because with that information, some of it can make us feel very stressed out and anxious. Gemini is also, like, our nervous system as well and how it relates to the mind. So if some of us have been feeling overwhelmed by, like, the things that are going on in the world, remember that we always have the choice to unplug, you know, or step away or limit our intake because... Sometimes we're not meant to know everything that's going on everywhere. It doesn't really serve a purpose to help us. It kind of just adds to our stress. So just, you know, that's some like food for thought as well with this new moon, right? New cycles or new ways of approaching things that have been like mentally stressing us out is kind of just, you know, a general theme. So no, no, no. Whole, um, that's exactly why I mentioned the tactic for being able to harvest energy because mm -hmm. it's like I don't I'm I'm with you like exactly what you were saying we don't really listen to news or that on any type of consistent basis it's only to kind of see how the energy astrologically is you know being received by the collective and by society but other than that if I don't scroll past it on Instagram or on social media I'm not you know watching it it's not a TV channel I'm right. familiar with so um yeah exactly what you just said it could be you know these things in this new moon being used as a tactic to siphon energy from the collective to build up to things like the full moon to build up to things like the summer solstice that we're having you know um to open up and, and enter cancer season so uh, i love that you just mentioned that yeah so I'm just, you know, I'm grateful that this is coming up tomorrow um, and the energy continues. The Gemini energy continues into Tuesday, May 31st, where we have the moon in Gemini. It's going to be trine Saturn in Aquarius. So the relationship between Gemini and Aquarius is about diplomacy and activism. We have two air signs right now forming a trine. So again, we're talking about groups, organizations, conversations, associates, relationships, thinking, communicating our mindsets right all those good air sign kind of things and this is examining our relationship again between the teacher and the student so I think the axis of Gemini and Sagittarius does that very well where Sagittarius is like the philosopher and Gemini is like the curious student but Saturn and Aquarius right Saturn is the master teacher and Aquarius is the most matured air sign you know so in a way, this also speaks to the relationship between, you know, how when we're in social spaces, how do we occupy those spaces, right? When do we activate the teacher mode and when do we activate the student mode? So for some of us, I feel like we've been in teaching and leadership capacities within our particular subject areas of expertise. So this is actually a really great time for us to be able to join a class so we can kick back and learn, you know, uh, allow someone else to be the teacher and for us to just, you know, soak up and absorb the knowledge. I think that really helps for people who are in, um, you know, whether you're facilitators or educators, um, you know, whether you're like a classroom teacher, right, or even a manager at work, if you have a leadership position at work, like, it would be really nice for you to kind of tap into the opposite end and just sit and learn, you know, take some information in instead of feeling like, oh, my gosh, I have to plan this lesson plan, I have to facilitate this conversation, right. And then for some of us, I feel like 
some of us might be feeling like, oh my gosh, I have so much more to learn before I can teach, right? Now is a beneficial and auspicious time to really challenge yourself to step up in some way, right? Think about this as an extension to the new moon as well, like new approaches, new opportunities, right? Aquarius is a fixed sign. So sometimes we might have fixed mindsets of like, I need to learn this much, or I need to feel this confident, or I need to have this many followers or this size of a community before I can teach. And that's not necessarily true, right? That's a something that we're putting on ourselves. So how can we step up to this challenge, right? And something that I love that kind of came to my mind for this day is knowledge is power, right? But then with great power comes great responsibility. I think a lot of the time, some of us are driving ourselves crazy by taking in so much information and we're not disseminating or sharing any of, you know, any of that information, right? Find groups that, you know, where people are interested in the things that you've learned, the things that you have to say. Like, I remember when I was learning astrology, I was committing like at least an hour every single day back in, um, in 2021 um, and 2020 to really step my game up. And Clubhouse came like so like it was just such a great time that Clubhouse came for me and gave me opportunities to actually express and learn and communicate and actually find an entire community that was interested in these types of topics. So it's important for us to, once we have the power that comes with knowledge, it is responsibility that we're taking, you know, the now we have some sort of privilege or access to this information. So how can we, even if it's just through walking the talk, how can we transform someone's lives or someone's mindset, you know, by simply sharing the things that we've learned? Saturn is going to be at 25 degrees Aquarius for this transit and the moon will be at 25 degrees Gemini. And so 25 degrees is an Aries degree um, when we look at degree theory and astrology. So what does that mean? This means that there's some sort of action for self-actualization that needs to happen here for this transit. So for some of us, you know, our mental overactivity is actually making it difficult for us to focus on the responsibilities that come with changing our circumstances, right? Aquarius is all about changes, but then the choices that we have to make in order to see those changes manifest. So I think for some of us, cause I know I've been experiencing squirrel brain through Gemini season. Like, Ooh, I gotta do this over there. Ooh, I gotta do this over there. How is that, you know, kind of mental chaos impacting your ability to still be responsible, you know? And you can have both like this is a very inquisitive childlike time but if you are organized then you'll see that you have time for both of those things but i think some of us that overactivity has been getting in the way of carrying through our responsibilities so um, if we are able to bring some order to the mental chaos that we've been feeling it can actually be really beneficial with this trine energy right trines are abundant they're um ruled by jupiter so for some of us it's been feeling like it's very out of control but for some of us the structure and order that saturn and aquarius carries can help benefit that um active mentality that the moon is giving the moon and gemini is giving us at this time so it's going to help some of us regain the energy and momentum that we feel like we've been missing because we've just kind of been overactive and you know stimulated by everything that comes to our mind so that's what i have for tuesday's transit empress what does this look like in the tarot yes i love how you mentioned that we should be in a position of sharing information 
in addition to or you know also instead of taking so much in all the time um i really think that that's a great way to see this transit and the energy of this day um but also having that that ability to mentally <laughs> have that mental overactivity and it making it you know challenging for us to focus that's that's a really great observation as well for today's energy i absolutely loved those things so for Tuesday, guys, for the moon in Gemini, trining Saturn in Aquarius in the tarot. This is the high priestess in the lovers or the knight of swords, trining the five of swords energy. So based on some of the truths that we've spoken on more of a personal scale, as well as those things that we may have seen on social media or just displayed on a mass scale, um there may be some aggression displayed in response to some of us collectively speaking our truths and that's something that i was feeling strongly um just because we speak something that's true for us and what we experienced in a specific situation it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone involved also sees that as their truth as well and so we may see some backlash from those that possibly disagree with the light that we've shed on situations. Um, we can also see apologies. If you finally speak up for yourself using your throat chakra and say, this is my truth, or this is honestly how this situation made me feel. Today is a day where with this trine, there's uh, a window of opportunity to, for you to see, you know, an apology come out of you speaking your truth or being honest in that way. Um, I also feel like, you know, uh, on a personal and mass scale, um, there with those secrets and truths being revealed, um, the high priestess and the knight of voices are really wanting to help us to move forward from those things, to be able to heal from those things on you know a subconscious scale where we can take action um, in the in the material world. And I feel like that's what you were mentioning, so when you talked about the mental overactivity, making it challenging for us to necessarily focus. Um, so overall, this definitely uh, is a day to choose your battles, I would say. And remember your intention on speaking your truth. You know, like, why did I say this? You know, think of your intention on, you know, caring about the information that you're seeing on a mass scale. I spoke this truth in order for a lot of times. Let me just say this. A lot of times when we say something, we we don't realize it, but we we place um, a subconscious expectation on how that information needs to be received. And so when you are mindful, especially tomorrow with the new moon in Gemini, of your intention of sharing your truth, on your intention of communicating with someone, whether that's a loved one or partner or relationship, right? Um, or it's information that you're seeing that's being shared, okay? Think about the intention that you have, but also the intention on why you care about the information you're seeing on a mass scale, okay? Because removing expectation can really help for you to see the real truth of something instead of having any type of ego attached to it um so that's what i'll say on that know which battles to fight and which ones to walk away from in order to conserve your energy for matters that are more important to you like having integrity like maintaining your humanity like achieving balance in your overall life 
right? Also remember that sometimes people will share a lie and they're masking that lie in the truth out of desperation for attention. And so allow the high priestess to assist you in having the discernment with this and being able to follow and trust your intuition to say this person is using the new moon and Gemini to communicate, but they're communicating something that I don't feel is honest. I don't feel is actually truthful. I feel like it's a trick and it's um, a cry for attention. Um, yeah, so that's what I would say about Tuesday's energy. Let's go ahead and get into Wednesday, Solaire. I'm excited about Wednesday's energy. I feel like this is probably my favorite transit of the week. Um, on Wednesday, June 1st, happy June. It's a beautiful time to reset, set new monthly intentions, new goals, do a kind of check in with ourselves at this point. And so to kick off the new month of June, we have the moon in Cancer, sextile Venus and Taurus. And so the relationship between Taurus and Cancer is all about comfort and security. So, you know, here we have the two signs that love food, love pleasure, love comfort, love to feel secure, um, right? Taurus through its stability and Cancer through its shell, like feeling protected in our homes, right? So two signs that really prioritize feeling comfortable and secure in their environments, right? Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, and so we're dealing with Wednesday energy as well, right? Wednesday, June 1st. So Wednesdays are ruled by Mercury. So with this mercurial energy, we can channel it into the energy of moving around, using our minds, using our hands, um, and taking action for improved mental clarity. And it's kind of interesting. I just got another like insight. Um, the two sides of Mercury, right? Gemini and Virgo. So Gemini is using our hands, right? Virgo is also about um, our gut, you know, and since the moon is in Cancer, Venus is in Taurus, I think this also, I didn't really talk about food. I didn't plan on talking about food with this transit, but this is really, um, we can use this as, a, as an opportunity to also tap into more intuitive eating as well, like gut gut-led eating if that makes sense if there are certain things that we either gravitate towards when we feel anxious or vice versa if there's certain foods that afterward they they kind of disrupt us not just physically but like what does that mean you know um for example like crunchy textures or salty things sometimes it's how we channel like dealing with anxiety right so it's like if our body doesn't feel well after eating something too much of something salty and crunchy you know, check in with yourself about what were you feeling that led you to make that decision if you knew your body wasn't going to really be happy with that choice. That was something just super quickly I just got right now about this energy. But um, overall, what I was really getting um, for this day was this is a really great day to take action for improved mental clarity. And I feel like a great way to do that is to declutter your home. <laughs> So I was thinking about the three earth signs. How, how do the earth signs relate to um, their physical environment? In my experience, I feel like Taurus tends to be very um, sensual and minimalist, right? They don't really like doing too much, too much washing, too much cleaning, too much organizing. So for Tauruses, at least I know themselves. I feel like I, I've seen them be very minimalist um, and, and kind of decluttered. I feel like 
Virgos, you know, we have the associate uh, association of Virgos being very, being very clean, but I also feel like Virgos have a tendency to be um, cluttered as well. I feel like it can reflect that mercurial, like mental activity. You can easily tell like a Virgo state of mind based on their space. <laughs> um, and Capricorns, I feel like, tend to be organized and structured in their environment. So, like, I'm a Capricorn still, and we got our cleaning routine, we got our structure, everything has a place, you know, books belong on a bookshelf, this belongs over here, these, you know, things belong in this closet, right? There's a, a structure and order to everything in our physical environment. So, I feel like this is a, like, I don't know, for this transit, I really got like, this is a great day for Earth signs, but just in general um that while venus is in taurus it's a really great time for us to practice letting go of possessiveness right and for some of us you know that might manifest in our relationships but for some of us it might manifest in our literal possessions in our home right especially with this moon and cancer energy it's a time for us to really embrace quality over quantity and I really find that when we give freely, right, like donating items, that frees up so much clogged energy where abundance can flow. Because, and I say that because this transit may actually make us want to splurge beyond our means for emotional comfort, right? The Taurus is the splurging, the moon and cancer is the emotional comfort, but buying more before actually decluttering your space is like hoarding mentality. You know, we, we kind of, we're still in scarcity mindset or greed mindset where we are adding more things to our plate before taking accountability of like, what am I not using? What can I free up? What is actually clogging the energy for abundance to be able to flow freely? So donating uh, clothes that don't resonate with who you are or who you want to become is really great to do getting out of the scarcity mindset of like oh I, I need to save this just in case it's like be honest and ask yourself in the in the last three months that i've had this item have i used it for a just in case scenario you know what i mean i think a lot of us i'm a can i'm a capricorn i was about to say i'm a cancer i'm a capricorn as well so sometimes i've done that i'm like oh i could really save this for a rainy day but i don't touch it you know what i mean if you've been saying that to yourself every time you walk past this random item and you've been saying that to yourself for the past six months but actually haven't used it or repurposed it it's gotta go you know another technique i've seen is that every time you wear something in your closet flip the um the hanging hook backwards right and after three months any hook that hasn't been switched backwards understand that that's an item that you're not using so whether it's maybe out of season like it's in the summer you know and like for example it's your it's summer and it's a winter jacket okay then that needs to be put away and organized with the rest of your winter clothes but if you're not touching it that would be an opportunity for to ask yourself like do i really need this do i resonate with this is this how i want to like represent myself and kind of just get rid of it um a lot of us too need to get rid of things that belong in from old partners <laughs> and old relationships i feel like if you're trying to for example manifest um, a partner or manifest a new way of engaging in romantic relationships why do you have your ex's hoodie in your house if that's not if that's a relationship that you're not trying to recreate or embody or you know search for again like clear out the old energy you know it's like a lot of us think oh it's just nostalgia oh it just reminds me of a simpler time but it's actually clogging your manifestations if you're really trying to manifest a 
a very different kind of relationship than the ones you've had in the past and the items that you're holding from those relationships. Um, and then especially for people who want to manifest new living arrangements, you know, myself included, right? Um, how do you how how do you want something new when your current space is unaccounted for and cluttered? You know, I feel like you can easily much more easily manifest a new space when you're being accountable over the things that you have in your current space. And I don't really like moving. <laughs> I really, really hate moving. But I've noticed decluttering helps make moving so much easier, right? And allows for your new space to truly feel new and fresh and light, you know? So how can we start to practice? Like almost start getting yourself ready to move, you know, by decluttering the things that you no longer need. You're freeing up and actually traveling lighter to be able to manifest those new living experiences. So I leave you all with two tasks for this energy, for this transit. The first track task is to declutter, right? And note how feelings of nostalgia can actually trigger possessiveness, you know? Like, oh, but this reminds me of this, and so I have to keep it. Oh wait, but this, you know, this day I wore this and it made me feel, you know? How does sometimes those feelings trigger our, our sense of possessiveness or not being able to move on right and let things go you're not going to forget a memory just because you throw out an item that is no longer of use to you that pertains to that memory it, it lives on in your mind right and in your heart and the second task is to you know now that venus is at home in taurus pay a mind to the aesthetics and the layout of your space right beautify it up a little bit you know uh whether it's feng shui whether it's color psychology right and repainting certain things or getting you know try not to use black sheets right or black curtains lighten it up you know white sheets yes they are more tedious for you to, to clean and take care of but that makes you more accountable to have a routine like of cleaning your sheets regularly some people be like oh well it's black i can't see nothing i guess i didn't have no stains girl you haven't changed the sheets in three months okay so you know kind of changing and and having more intent with the functional placement of things in your home so let's kick off you know this month of june by freeing up the energy stored in our homes so that some of us might be able to manifest new living arrangements by cancer season so this is the first step to, to anything new that we want in terms of our relationships and our domestic environment by actually getting rid of things so empress what's your take on wednesday's energy Yes, I loved that. I took those notes down, guys. So remember those tasks, okay? Declutter, note feelings of possessiveness, and pay attention to the layout of your space, the colors, the feng shui, okay? Um, so <laughs> getting into the tarot aspect for this transit, um, for Wednesday, where we have the moon in Cancer, sextile Venus in Taurus in the tarot, this is the two of cups energy, sextile the five of pentacles. So this energy took a bit of a different approach in the tarot, and I'm so happy that it did because it just gives a second layer to this energy that we're going to be experiencing. So on this Mercury day, the two of cups sextiling the five of pentacles, is revealing partnerships that possibly bring up feelings of instability and lack for you. And so let's go over both the feminine and masculine aspects of possible overcompensation, okay? So for a masculine, 
being in a partnership that could possibly bring up feelings of instability and lack. Um, this could look like, you know, the masculine having to overcompensate in a relationship, um, especially on the emotional aspect. They could be providing financially, making sure that, you know, everyone in the home feels protected. But then because the feminine is kind of, you know, maybe argumentative, maybe she's just very um, emotionally excessive. And so even though the masculine, you know, comes home from a hard days of work, he has to be very mindful of how he's emotionally exalting himself when he comes home. So that could be an example of just a masculine in the masculine and feminine dynamic of a partnership feeling like they have to overcompensate and that overcompensation leading to a partnership that could bring up feelings of instability and lack. Okay. Now let's touch on the feminine. So when we talk about the feminine aspect, this could look like the feminine overcompensating financially. So, you know, the feminine is going out and paying all of the bills. She's also having to come home after a hard days of work and cook. She's also having to maintain the emotional stability of the relationship. She's also having to do all of those things and maintain her self-care and do all of those feminine tasks. But then, you know, her overcompensation comes when she feels like, I also have to provide. I also have to protect for both of us in this relationship. And so um, I really feel like, you know, uh, there, this brings up possible instability um, as well. And the fact that if the overcompensator were to pull back, where would that leave the relationship? If as the masculine, I come home and I need to offload and I need to just tell you about the, the crazy day that I had at work and, you know, I got into an argument or a fight with my boss or a coworker or a colleague and I want to come home and I want to offload, you know, I don't feel like I can do that because you're already unstable as a feminine. So where will that leave the relationship? In the same way, for the feminine coming home, if she feels like she's been over-sexualized at work and she wants to leave the job, she wants to be able to embrace more of her feminine creativity and maybe take a break from work so that she can work on a business model that helps to serve her creative aspects and gifts and talents. If I were to leave my job, I'm, sac I'm potentially putting at risk indefinitely the roof over both of our head. So where would that leave our relationship, right? In terms of stability. So can you see how that dynamic can happen? Those are some things that were coming up for me for this day. Even if, you know, um, we have these types of situations going on um, and this is coming up at this, you know, moment in time, um, I think it's really great to kind of um, listen to some of the solutions that I have at the end, right? But let me just bring up a couple more things. Um, when it comes to having a long-term relationship that you are unhappy in, this could also be brought up with an energy like, you know, uh, today's with this sextile. I've been in this relationship for a long amount of time and it's been five years and I still feel like we're not on the same page. I still feel like, you know, we're, we still don't know each other. I still don't feel happy, right? And it's been so long. Should we have been able to, you know, get along to a better, you know, more synonymous with this two of emotions by this point? That could be something that comes up for you. This could also bring up a lack of spiritual connection 
with a partner, right? Maybe both of you have different religious or spiritual views. And, you know, one or both of you could feel like there is a loss of the connection and the dynamic with this five of pentacles here that you share because I can't really go in and talk to you about astrology. I have to go to Clubhouse for that. I can't really, you know, talk to you about my my religious views. I have to wait until I go to a certain event or go to this specific building to do that. I can't do that in my relationship. And so I feel like, is there a loss of connection between the two of us as a result of that? Long distance relationships that you thought would be closer by now, right? You may, you know, feel like, oh my gosh, you know, like, I really thought that at this point we would be in the same space. We graduated, we both graduated from uni and it's been three years now. I really would have thought that we would have been to that point where we could move in, but it's starting to feel a little bit more like what WTF with the sextile happening today, okay? And so, and also on another scale with this Gemini energy, I have to say it, there may be one or both of you that are getting attention from, you know, more local people, like in terms of flirting, it's not something that may be serious or that you're engaging with at all, but just like when you go out and you look good, like I want my, you know, the person I'm with to see me on a daily basis and like see me in person, my body, five of pentacles, like my actual person, instead of having to be, you know, constantly communicating Gemini on a, you know, on, on space time, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be under the same roof, cancer in the same home as you and not have to travel with the opposition to Gemini season that we're in Sagittarius. I don't want to have to get on a plane and a train and all these things to see you to get some love in. Okay, with this two of pentacles to feel, you know, my body, you know, like I don't want to have to do all that. So closing out the sextile can also be an opportunity, guys, to see those people in your life that truly love you as you are, regardless of your financial standing. Right. Those people that are actually reliable support systems for you during hard times, kind of like that Mike Jones song, you know, like I'm gonna remix it though. Back then they always wanted you and now you're hot. They're still all on you. So it could be one of those situations where like, wow, when I had nothing, when I was still trying to find my feet, when I was, you know, <laughs> I pull out some of my pictures of like back in the day in school and I was like, wow, is this the same person? Like, but it's like this person may have loved you and been so down for you and stuck up for you and been, you know, all these things, even though your edges were not on fleek back then, they had you, they were still like, you know what I mean? They stuck by you. I'm going to stick beside them. That was their energy. And now you have money. Now you got money to do all these things and get your hair done. And you know how to do your own hair. And they're still beside you. Realizing those types of support systems that are reliable that you have around you. And um, those financial support systems that you have around you. Right? So no matter what you're facing, this could be a day to realize that even though your partnership your partnership it's not perfect and you may have your differences at times. You may feel certain opposition at times. You may have certain things that you uniquely have to go through. We're both still committed to staying fixed on our togetherness. We're both still committed to working on things. We're both still committed to growing together. And so it's realizing that, you know, even though this person may not be perfect, they're willing to see the beauty, Venus and Taurus, 
in the relationship two of cups and value it, right? And so am I. I'm also willing to see the beauty in our relationship and value it. It's not perfect, but it doesn't have to be. And what is perfection, right? There's so many different facets of that um, in other people's eyes. You can you can create the perfect situation for you. So I feel like today I'm kind of coining as like the appreciation of the many faces of love, right? Today is an appreciation of the many faces of love type of day where you understand that this aspect of my relationship or partnership may be lacking. I may feel a loss here. I may feel a loss there. But it's more about, you know, communicating about those things where you may feel a loss, but also appreciating those things that help you to feel that you're committed to that togetherness, to working on things, to continuing to grow together, right? So um, I know that was a lot, but um, yeah, just I, that's my perspective on Wednesday's energy. Um, let's go ahead and get into Thursday. So now that was beautiful. And I, I love, like you said, it was like we showed very distinct, um, but also sa- simultaneously true manifestations of this transit where I saw about it as more of like, how do we free up, you know, abundance by really decluttering and organizing and keeping accountability of our home space. And then you talked about it in terms of our relationships, doing kind of like a check-in and an assessment about um, the people that we're emotionally close to. So I, I feel like that's, you know, a beautiful breakdown, you know, from whatever perspective, you know, because again, we're all here in the collective. We all have our unique experiences. So I love when we sometimes we be saying the same exact thing, but I also value when we have very different things to say because it helps people who are like, girl, I'm single as a Pringle. <laughs> I don't know what you talk about my relationships, but oh yeah, you're right. I am trying to manifest a new apartment or, you know, vice versa. Someone just moved in and they're happy, but yeah, you know, you're right. I have to do some more accountability in my relationship. So it helps, you know, people in all kind of areas of whatever, you know, stage of the process of life they're in. So moving on to Thursday, June 2nd, we have the moon and cancer squaring Chiron and Aries. And the relationship between Aries and cancer is all about protection and volatility. And I was like, this day is a little spicy. It's feeling a little spicy. I was like, some of y'all ain't never got bit by a crab and are still out here thinking cancers are soft. And this day is going to definitely show you otherwise, right? And why do I say that? Squares are harsh aspects that they create tension, right? They, they create this tension and like the breaking point of this tension often manifests as tangible, 3d experiences right so like something that literally happens to you on a mundane level so since this is happening on a jupiter day right where things have the tendency to get out of control we may be seeing people getting emotionally triggered because of either like any insecurities that they have um, about outwardly expressing themselves and then it's going to be expressed through violent or aggressive behavior you know what i mean on a day where people are you know might be like i'm triggered so i'm going to remove myself like that is not going to be the approach this is going to be like i'm triggered so i'm going to go full force and i don't know about y'all but it's very funny 
all these planets in Aries, like people have really been a little snappy lately. I've noticed on Clubhouse, like even if it's not aggressive, like people are much more um, passionate about wanting to express their opinions. A lot of the rooms I've been in, people talking all at once, talking over each other, not letting people finish their thoughts. Like there's just a lot of like, um, people aren't as patient right now. People really want to express what it is that they think, they feel, what they want to say. So remember, Jupiter is in Aries as well. So this being, you know, a Jupiter day, there's just a lot of motivation to want to actually express this um, aggressive, you know, masculine Aries energy that <clears throat> the source of it, right, Chiron, may be some of our wounds, some of the mistakes that we've made when it comes to um, expressing ourselves in the past. Like some people might be, you know, overcompensated, like, you know what, I'm done. I'm done for years. I've never spoken up on this. So they're going to take it to level 100 about something that may be seemingly small but again it's some sort of overcompensation right someone feels like they've made a mistake with how they've um, wanted to assert or express themselves in the past so this kind of emotional trigger that sets off the square is going to be you know all these years i've stayed quiet you know this is my time to speak up right and i see it especially happening within family and domestic situations because this is happening at 15 degrees aries and 15 degrees cancer right so the moon is going to be at 15 degrees cancer chiron is going to be at 15 degrees aries earlier i'm not sure if it's that day but earlier in the hours leading up to this um transit the moon is also going to go over lilith and cancer as well so it's just bringing up to me a lot of this energy about our family and domestic situations and when we look at degree theory 15 degrees is a gemini degree which means that this can also involve siblings extended family or even like local neighborhood disputes as well or um um, 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 um whatchamacallit driving as well local driving be mindful like statistically most accidents happen within a mile radius of your home so um just being mindful of aggression you know um while driving as well so it reminds me of this uh the song of the week where mary says no time for negative vibes because i'm winning and i got my head on straight i got my vibe right and i ain't gonna let you kill it so i think that's the best way for me to to be able to um kind of channel and transmute this energy like i'm grateful let me see xavier no xavier's not here he gave me a reading yesterday about my ascendant lord and it was interesting where he was saying that you can't respond to indirect passive communication with like direct communication sometimes when people are passive aggressive or indirect you can't address it directly because otherwise you look like the bad guy so for me this is i was thinking about that for this transit at least how i'm gonna apply it like anything that comes from someone that i'm close to or emotionally invested in like how do you learn to just kind of let it go and say like i'm not gonna let you kill my vibe right i'm not gonna address it directly if you didn't you know have the courage to come and address your feelings with me directly so kind of just like brushing it off and listen to the song of the week throughout the week because i definitely feel like it's one of the songs that i listen to to keep my vibe high like i love that song so just kind of choose your battles essentially is what i got for this day so empress what's your take on this square between the moon and cancer and chiron and aries yes i ain't gonna let you kill my vibe okay i love that and so thursday guys with the moon and cancer squaring chiron and aries in the tarot this is the two of cups energy 
uh, square in Chiron and Emperor or the Queen of Wands in the tarot. So I really feel like on this day, on a day like today, <laughs> with the Emperor squaring the Two of Cups, you're either wanting to create stability and discipline in your relationships or you're wanting to create war and authority in your relationships. Like there's not really <laughs> like a middle, like, and that really speaks right to what you were just saying. So with like, you know, people just kind of wanting to get things off their chest or speak their mind or say things or what you've been experiencing in, you know, clubhouse when you go into rooms and things like that. Like I, today is just one of those days um, where people are gonna be like, you know, say this with your chest or they're gonna be like, you know what? You better be lucky that I've healed, you know, like in my past, I used to be a gangbanger and I would, I would, you know what I mean? I would call you out for that, but I've grown. So I'm not going to let you kill my vibe. I'm not going to let you take me back to that point where I was hurt in my life with the Chiron influence. Um, and so this is solely based on whether you're coming from a place of healing or hurt with Chiron. Even with the emperor, you know, even the emperor had to learn to follow a plan before he could lead his empire with discipline and structure, right? I'm gonna say that one more time. Even the emperor had to learn to follow a plan before he could lead his empire with discipline and structure. So today is really gonna be about taking that very lesson on board. And yes, there are most definitely times where you're going to have to fight for yourself, where you're going to have to fight for your house, right? With this cancer influence, which is also your foundation, you know, like the, the very ground that you stand on. Okay. But there are also times to realize when teamwork is really helping the dream to walk. Okay. And when you get hurt and when you heal, there are always contributing factors to that process from energies outside of your own because we're having a human experience which means that we're always going to experience humanity okay um so i think today is a really great day to kind of be able to see with the square um the cross purposes that people attempt to work with specifically with their energy i think it's going to be very blatant you know who you know what kind of what end of the vibrational spectrum people are operating from i think that's going to be very apparent on a day like today um i think it's going to be very telltale people won't be able to hide their um remember i said their their intention their soul intention towards certain actions that they're making um especially when it comes from Am I, am I speaking to you from a healed place or am I speaking to you from a hurt place? I think that's going to be very evident on a day like today. As you mentioned, so, you know, when people come at you with a passive aggressive, you know, demeanor about things, that's, you know, that speaks of how they underlyingly feel about something and how they potentially want to give off this facade like they're not really I'm not really trying to start trouble I'm just trying to talk shit so that you know like it's not you know as overt but like do you know who you're talking to like you know like I pick up on this I picked up on your energy when you walk through the door side tilt you know so it's like you have to be able to not allow your your vibe to be disrupted and to decide what end of the spectrum you're going to be on are you going to be that emperor that operates from um, that place of stability and discipline in your relationships, or are you going to be that emperor that's wanting to create war 
and have authority over everyone else, regardless of their role in humanity and how they can help you to learn things about yourself. Right. Um, so that's what I'm seeing. I'm going to keep it short for today. I'm, uh, that's what I'm seeing for Thursday's energy. Let's get into Friday. So I love what you said. I put it in the room chat because I want to revisit that for Saturn, um, retrograde and Aquarius that we have going on later this week, because I like literally when you said uh even the emperor has to learn to follow a plan before he can lead his empire with discipline and structure period <laughs> so save that i feel like save that gem y'all for when we get to um saturn and aquarius going retrograde a little bit later in the week because uh, that was just really what i was getting for that transit as well when you just said the saturn and aquarius i was like yeah that really is the same type of vibe for that day so yeah i love that you mentioned that so we'll get we'll get back to that. We'll tie that all in together in a few minutes. But Friday, June 3rd, we have Mercury and Taurus goes direct. So I just have a few of like self-reflection questions, honestly, for this day, because I think it's just like a good um, checkpoint for us to see like what the hell <laughs> was going on for this retrograde because i don't know about y'all but the technology issues the everything like this mercury retrograde was really hitting i don't know about y'all but we i mean i made it through but it was kind of like you really had to have that commitment that taurus like commitment like do you really are you really committed to the outcome that you want to see if so you're gonna have to prove that through your mindset and through your actions because everything was like trying me and definitely in terms of like technology and and things going through and money things and transferring money and accounts like it was really showing out so i think this is just a good place for us to just be like <sighs> and just reset like what the hell just happened with this retrograde so some of the questions that i had was what have you gathered over the past few weeks about your mindset around value right whether that's your self-value your spiritual values and principles what you place value on i think this is a good time for you to check in like what's your venus sign right especially for anyone who has venus and taurus like you know what is your mentality around value right what do you place value on we all value different things so like i think that's also a great way for any of us mitigating conflict in relationships just understanding we all value things in a different way you know and that's not necessarily a weakness you know or a point of contention it's kind of helping us to all broaden our mental perspectives because mercury and taurus can be very fixed and very stubborn on what it is that we value um, or see as valuable when other people just see the world in, in different ways. They have different priorities, right? Uh, what have you learned about reciprocity, about equal exchange, about giving freely and sharing your energy, thoughts and perspectives with others? So what I learned, and I feel like this is very much like Taurus energy, when I learned that what I learned is that when I'm in an, uh, an energy and mindset of lack, I don't feel as willing to share freely because I want that immediate feeling of reciprocity and appreciation for what I do and what I share. But then when I'm in a mindset of abundance, I feel like, you know, what I'm taking care of physically and financially, when those things are good, then I feel like I want to share that feeling of abundance with others, right? So therefore I feel more excited to share my time and my energy and my perspectives with other people. So I realized, you know, what can I do to try to hold on to an abundant mindset versus being like, now y'all can't get any of my energy because I need to figure out how these bills gonna be paid. How am I gonna have, 
you know, when actually sharing more freely can actually open more opportunities for that abundance, you know, so it's how do we stay fixed on that mindset of abundance rather than stubborn about not seeing that abundance being immediately translated because Taurus has staying power they have endurance they have commitment to see small changes over time so it's not about we we might be overcompensating with Mercury and Venus and Taurus about wanting to feel pleasure immediately but how can we also tap into the commitment um power of Taurus to see those um gratifications happen slowly over time and so this is a time for us to really take in the lessons of the retrograde and move forward abundantly. And I was telling Empress this before the call, Mercury actually stations direct at 26 degrees Taurus and 26 degrees is a Taurus degree according to degree theory. So there's just a lot of Taurus energy that's really beautiful with this transit of uh, Mercury stationing direct. Um, so this is really a time for us to embrace gratitude and to just leave the people and places we encounter better than we found them. You know, adding value to all of the places that we go, adding value to all the conversations that we have, giving compliments, you know, genuine compliments, right? Don't just force it, but, you know, leave everyone and everything a little bit better than how you found it, you know, add value because that that really comes back um, to like forward to us and it's 11 11 as i say that so you know there's there's just abundance right when it comes to us giving energy and appreciation freely so um that's what i have for mercury going direct empress what's your take on this in the tarot that was so beautiful and as you were speaking and going over all those really great points for this energy we're experiencing for venus going direct in taurus it really just it brought to mind this saying like when you were like what do when you're a venus and taurus like you know what kind of things do you value and i was like this thing like this energy is about valuing reciprocity like that really just came to mind like valuing reciprocity because um for mercury in taurus going direct for friday's transit and the tarot this is a six of pentacles energy and so um I really took an earthy vibe with this, so just, you know, go with me on this. Uh, we all ask so much of the earth, guys. We, we ask so much of the earth, we really do, to shelter us, to feed us, to provide us with all of our wants and needs, to keep us alive. And this happens even to a point of expectancy and not appreciation. Like, we expect to receive from the earth on a daily basis, but how much do we give to the earth consciously? Thinking about the Six of Pentacles, um, this is what literally came to mind initially. You know, how much do we consciously give to the earth? How much do we show our value um, in the relationship of reciprocity as inhabitants of this earth? And so do you plant trees or recycle consciously? Do you plant seeds for new fruit and vegetables to grow? Do you go for walks in nature where you can be more giving of your carbon dioxide to trees and plants, right? Just really, I feel like this Venus and Taurus transit, or sorry, why did I say Venus and Taurus? Well, that too, but Mercury and Taurus, 
with with this transit, I feel like it's really going to bring more of an emphasis of the relationship between, you know, humanity and the earth, us being able to value that reciprocity that we have, us being more conscious to that relationship. If you started gardening, I feel like you're going to start, if you, depending on where you plant, when you planted seeds, being able to appreciate the little sprouts that come up from the dirt, you know, if this is you feeling like you want to plant some, you know, trees. Oh, and Giovanni, P.S., I saw these amazing potatoes in your picture and I was like, I was like, wow, I know he grew these. I mean, he's probably so proud of this. Like, this looks um, like so beautiful. And that just speaks to exactly what, you know, came to mind for me for this transit is like asking so much of the earth, receiving so much of the earth, but then also embracing that value of reciprocity and giving back and seeing the harvest that's produced from that, from that fixed effort, right? Like you didn't just have to water them one time. You had to keep going back over and over again and show that fixed energy that Taurus brings in. So um, I just want to say shout out to you, Giovanni. Um, <laughs> in the same way, you know, we want to make beneficial connections with the Six of Pentacles energy. And we want to receive assistance from others. But are we aware of our limits? are we able to pay it forward to others simultaneously? You know, reflecting on these types of things while Mercury is in Taurus. How do we communicate when it comes to our ability to give and receive to other people to, again, show that value, Venus and Taurus, right? Venus and Taurus energy, valuing that reciprocity between that exchange, right? When we, when we give by helping others, we, when we give, we help others to, to do the same. Like you mentioned, Soul. It's kind of like, you know, realizing that, oh, me me trying to hold back and say, I'm not going to give until you give. When, when you see other people give, that inspires you to give. Like, wow, you know, I need to step my game up. I need to do better as well. So paying it forward helps for more of that exchange to continue in society, which is what we need. It helps for that communication, right, of that reciprocity to have that chain effect, right, within humanity. And we give back to the earth at a higher vibration, which is only going to help increase our vibration as a collective, right? So, just make sure that, you know, when we give help help to others, do we allow ourselves to receive help when we need it? Okay? Are we uncomfortable with getting support from other people? I think Mercury and Taurus is going to help us to identify whether we're one of those people. Oh, I only want to be the one. I only want to be the rich auntie. If I'm the poor auntie then I, you know, like I'm uncomfortable if anyone wants to help me. I'm uncomfortable if, you know, anyone wants to reach out a hand to, to extend to me. You have to be able to be both. It's the same energy with the Six of Pentacles. It's, it's reciprocated. So become more aware of how you give and receive of your time. 
Become more aware of how you give and receive of your energy, how you give and receive of money during this transit, because it can really bring gifts and abundance on a whole new level for you, like you mentioned, Soul, you know, right at 11.11. So um, really beautiful transit. We're going to experience this energy for a little bit. So um, that's what I'm seeing. Let's get into the weekend, Saturday with Saturn, So. Yes, on Saturday, June 4th, on a Saturn day, too, of all days, we got Saturn going retrograde in Aquarius. And so this is the time, you know, all those re-prefix words, when we think of retrogrades, reevaluate, reframe, revisit, right? It's a time for us to reevaluate change, choices, and responsibility. Ooh, fun. <laughs> but... Um, I was laughing because I was like, some of us forgot to take the chicken out the freezer, right? And now we have problems. And what do I mean by that? Every time when I think of Saturn retrograde and Saturn returns, um, this was from an astrologer um, that I um, started to learn from early on in my journey, um, Jade, who she talked about Saturn returns being like taking the chicken out the freezer. And I was like, what does she mean by that? And she's like, you know, if your mom calls you and tells you you better take out the chicken uh, from the freezer before I get home, if you actually step up to that responsibility and do it, everything is smooth, everything is chilling. You're not in trouble. You got your mom coming home in a good mood and now you have a delicious you know, chicken dinner ready for you to eat, no problem. But if you forget, if you focus your attention on something else, right? And you just, it slips your mind. Now your mom's in a bad mood. Now you ain't got no dinner and you're you're suffering the consequences of your lack of focus and responsibility. So I feel like, you know, this retrograde in Aquarius, which is a Saturn ruled sign traditionally, is checking in with like, are we, um, are we committing to our responsibilities, you know? And I feel like it's also asking us to reevaluate the energy that we put into the collective versus the energy that we put into our own self-actualization, you know? And I think that last week was a beautiful transition because we did talk about the relationship between Aries and Aquarius when we talked about the uh, revolution um, not being televised, that whole transit. I can't remember what day that was, but we definitely talked about the relationship between Aries and Aquarius last week. And it got me thinking, you know, some of us pour our energy into you know our groups which is which is great you know but not at our self not to, to self detriment you know to that point and that and that extent um because so much of aquarius is walking the talk because of our mindsets you know our fixed mindset of like or even taurus as well like having rigidity and and lack of compromise in doing things for ourselves I like, I hear you that you need my help on this, but right now I'm in the middle of my workout routine. I'll call you in 30 minutes. Or yes, I hear you that you need me to go back and help you with this thing. But right now, this is, you know, structured family time. Or, you know, right now I need to complete this project for myself, right? I think we need to exercise greater boundaries with the groups that we exist in. I think a lot of us are very willing and able to commit time to our friends, to our organizations, to our groups, but like has has all that time and energy that we've been putting into those things gotten in the way of the responsibilities that we need to take care of for our own change, right? 
because Aquarius is all about how choices lead to the changes that we want to see, you know? So are we having certain fixed mindsets, right? That are preventing us from seeing the changes that we want to see overall for our, you know, Saturn, right? It's success for our stability, for our structure, for our longevity. Like, um, I think some of us, like our, our time has been unbalanced and has created some hiccups in how we show up for ourselves and our own responsibility. So this is a way for us to get back on track, right? What new choices do we have to make? How, what changes do we have to make and kind of reevaluate. I think for some of us having um, some sort of structure and schedule in place, of course, is coming from a Capricorn stellium, but uh, I was telling Empress, I had a reading lately, uh, recently with an astrologer who told me that in order for me to master my Capricorn energy, I need to look at my Saturn placement. My Saturn is an Aries. So she's like, you need to just run your life like the military and account for all of your time. And it's actually been working really, really well for me to the point where I even structure time for me to do nothing and just chill and do whatever it is that I want. So like, it doesn't feel, I don't feel a sense of guilt or I don't feel like, ooh, I should be doing something else, ooh, I should be kind of looking over this because I've actually done those things in my day. So now when it comes to the time that I feel like, ooh, I can talk to my friends, I can be on Clubhouse, I can be on TikTok, I can do that guilt-free because the things I need to do are actually being taken care of. So I feel like for some of us, you know, Aquarius, right? Do it in a way that serves you, do it originally, do it in a unique way in a way that you know works for you incorporates technology as well like for me i put a lot of things into my google calendar so i actually get alerts about where i'm at with my schedule so kind of flip it and remix it and make it work for you but i think for some of us you know we deep down know that when we have some sort of schedule and structure we operate better we function better we're able to reach our goals and achieve our responsibilities more effectively but we feel like that's boring or i'm gonna feel deprived or uh, that's like not what i want to be doing but like this is a, this is what this time is for how do we reevaluate our relationship with time structure and accountability and responsibility sometimes you know Saturn uh, in Aquarius is the parent. It's like father energy. It's the masculine side of Saturn. Sometimes we got to sit ourselves down and be like, no, you need this schedule. No, you need, I'm gonna put you in timeout. You know what I mean? Because you haven't been doing what you're supposed to be doing. So we got to, you know, it's not easy. It's not fun to kind of say, okay, let me sit down and create structure for my life. Yay. You know, but it's going to help us better account for our time so we can really enjoy the life that we want to live. So that's what I have for Saturday's energy. Um, <laughs> Empress, I know you're going through your Saturn return right now, so I didn't mean to, you know, come at, come at you, but what's your take on this transit uh, in the tarot? That was actually so needed. Like, I'm so, I appreciate you so much for like, every, this happens every Sunday anyway, you know, like, <laughs> we're, we're all getting dragged together, guys. Um, but I really loved that. That's so, so true. Um, just taking that that time to kind of re-identify our mindsets and see what's preventing us from seeing the changes we want to see like that is that is something that I'm going through in real time so I really appreciate you for bringing that up so for Saturday guys we're in the weekend now Saturn is now retrograde in Aquarius and in the tarot this is the five of swords reverse and this really had me just feeling like 
there are times when the best decision for humanity's sake is to set aside our differences and let our boundaries down and work together in order to bring about a new world for us all. But there are also times when the best decision for humanity's sake is to stand firm in our independent actions and to be able to work alone to forge on in the face of change. And so this Five of Swords in reverse is coming to the realization that after a fight, you know, like no one really won. Like you, you thought that you were really doing something by not taking that chicken out the freezer because your mom pissed you off earlier in the day. And then when she came home, you know, you're hurt. You didn't do what she wanted to do, but now no one's going to eat. Now no one's going to get, you know, dinner in the next hour, you know, unless someone orders food. So, you know, realizing that after some type of fight, after an altercation, no one really won. And you were fighting over something that was actually insignificant when you look at the larger scale of time, you know. And on, on this, in the same way, looking at this on an internal scale towards yourself, you know, you were fighting yourself so much when it came to not making decisions, as Sol mentioned, to get more organized, to make the necessary changes, you know. You were fighting yourself so hard when it came to, you know, implementing more structure, having better boundaries when it came to you not you know, exerting so much energy into the community and into humanity and instead pouring into yourself. And, you know, now in the larger scale of time, it would have benefited you more to take that, you know, to be more, um, put more time into yourself. Okay. And so this is like Independence Day. I got a flash of Independence Day um, or like any of those other kind of invasion movies where they show you that the world and all of the countries have to come together collectively to fight for the survival of Earth, but also how everyone individually as a collective makes up the strength of humanity. Like some people can be scared. Some people are ready to fight. You know, it's like the collective energy that everyone individually has is really going to be the test of, you know, how strong we are showing up or how, what, what our vibration looks like. So there still is very much an independent emphasis. When we have so much adversity in the world, this retrograde is giving us the opportunity to listen to other people's perspectives in order to learn and increase our collective conscience. And it's also giving us the opportunity to listen to our own other perspectives. We all have that other side of us. How, how fitting that this is happening in Gemini season, right? We all have that other side of us that's like, girl, now you know you should have done that. You know, like, bro, you, sh you know, bro, you need to go ahead and do that. You know, you, we all have that other side to us that tells us the right thing to do and then continues to run on the same programming that's outdated. But with this Aquarius energy, I feel like with us experiencing that, we also have the opportunity to see both of those perspectives at the same time in Gemini season, right? And what was it that you mentioned uh, um, earlier in the transit on Tuesday? You said mental overactivity, making it challenging to focus. When we have um, Saturn going retrograde in Aquarius, this is slowing it down. <laughs> you know, it's literally like sitting with the good cop and the bad cop. And you're like, damn, like I can see both. Like it's slowing things down. Time is literally being slowed down 
for me to really make the best change and decision moving forward possible, right? So I can definitely see even further acceptance of energetic tools for collective progression um, systems. So like, you know, obviously crystals, astrology, all these different types of things um, that our ancestors used being more accepted in society. Um, you know, retrograde, re, go back, right? So like more acceptance of like things that were used historically earlier on, right? Um, more information on extraterrestrials being released by the government and societal structures. Um, I see that happening as well. Getting more of a technological upgrade, obviously with Aquarius rec um, uh, representing technology as well. Um, I also see clear movement to forward in some communities where there have been constant effort to work together. That's only been met with constant opposition and adversity. Okay, so for those communities that have always ha that have a clear vision now, right? Like um, I can see clearly now the rain is gone and singing in my head. So like you know, being able to finally see things more clearly at this moment in time, um, and Sundays con in conjunction is like really helping this week end off in a good note. But with this energy, I really feel like certain communities are going to be like, okay. We're always leaving our, our defenses down. Our boundaries are constantly not reinforced, right? But we but we've always embraced, you know, potentially working with other people. We've always wanted to work on, on a personal scale. You know, I always try and work with the community. I'm always trying to put my energy out there into and my time into other people. Whenever someone calls me and wants to talk, I'm always letting myself be available. Whenever someone needs me to help them with this and this and that, I'm always there, right? I'll be there. That's always you, right? But now with Saturn retrograde in Aquarius, it's like, no. I need to take time on myself. No, I need to build up that structure and boundary within my our community or within myself to be able to advance in the ways that I want to with the Saturn retrograde in Aquarius. If I'm ever going to get to that futuristic point that I see as possible for me intellectually, that I see as possible for myself, these actions need to be put in place pronto. And so I can see certain communities putting those walls up towards opposition and adversity that they've constantly faced from having those walls down. Uh, in the same way that it's best to set aside differences, guys, it can also be best to make a logical decision to move on and separate yourself from what's holding you back from progression, you know, as a world. That's something that we can all learn. So, um, this is a really powerful transit. This is the energy that we're not going to be feeling for just today. So, you know, strap in, um, definitely see and and be open to that pers that dual perspective, specifically in Gemini season that Saturn retrograde in Aquarius is helping us to see um, because it's going to literally um, as it moves through every zodiac sign, <laughs> it's going to be exposing, you know, aspects of that sign as well. So. Um, that's what I'm seeing for Saturday's energy. Uh, let's go ahead and start to close out. So with Sunday and the in conjunction. Yes, I thought that was really, um, that was really beautiful about taking on the different perspectives as well um, that you mentioned, especially during Gemini season. 
And so to close out the week on Sunday, June 5th, we have the moon in Leo is going to be in conjunct Neptune and Pisces. And we don't really talk about the relationship between these two signs very often. So the relationship between Leo and Pisces is about inspiration and fantasy. So some of the, you know, whatever, whether we call um, underdeveloped or low vibrational or, you know, um, quote unquote negative, right? Some of those manifestations of Leo energy can include pride, stubbornness, insecurity, and attention seeking or like external validation from others. Whereas more, um, you know, ascended or positive manifestations could be confidence, loyalty, and inspiration, right? Inspiring others through your natural light. So I think, you know, being able to, to, to understand our relationship with Leo energy, um, like for myself, it's in my eighth house. Um, I have Lilith there as well. So I need to, you know, work on, you know, even just demystifying um, and having more courage and strength as it pertains to how I express Leo energy. Um, and I think this is a really great time for us to understand, you know, are, are we confident? Are we insecure? Are we prideful? Um, are we looking for that external validation from other people, right? How is our relationship with Leo energy either helping or hindering our ability to seize the opportunity to manifest our dreams that are like here and now in the present with Neptune being in Pisces? Like, I think that's a, it's a beautiful gift, but it can also cause some illusion and disillusion for some of us like it takes more intent for us to see things clearly about what opportunities are right here in front of us to manifest our dreams so with this in conjunction it's not necessarily making it any clearer right because these two signs they don't share an element or a modality what do i mean by that leo is fixed fire neptune is mutable water so they don't relate on an elemental level right because leo is fire pisces is water and they don't relate in terms of modality, right? So Leo being fixed, Pisces being mutable. So they don't really like understand each other. There's some sort of awkwardness or misunderstanding or um, just like unseen information, right? It's like unrecognized potential. So we need to move with more intent and clarity to be able to demystify the relationship between these two planets on this day. So it's like, how can, you know, increasing our confidence, increasing our loyalty, Loyalty. Uh, Leos are also very, very committed, right? Fixed signs in general just have the ability to commit. So it's kind of like, how can we focus and channel, like, where is that commitment going to, you know, for, um, for me, sometimes I, you know, I, I'm shy or like, I don't like putting myself on stage or I think it's not really shyness because I love to like publicly speak and share my opinions, but I think it's more about how um, I'm perceived by other people that I be stepping in my own way. You know what I mean? Where there's an opportunity like Neptune and Pisces, like there might be something, but it requires you to step out of your comfort zone a little bit. It's like, oh, I got to do that. I got to do the thing that makes me nervous and anxious and insecure and stressed out and, you know, shy or embarrassed. Like it triggers all of those feelings, you know, and you're like, you're telling me that is the 
is the gateway to my success? That is how I get to my dreams? Like, are you sure? Like, there must be another way, right? But this is asking us to tap into, you know, how is our relationship with confidence um, or our lack of confidence? You know, how is that kind of hindering us to really um, get creative in pursuing our dreams? Like, we ha may have way more um, opportunities in front of us that we're not maybe as willing to embrace because we feel shy or uncomfortable or it puts us in a vulnerable vulnerable position for people to you know make comments about and so you know it just reminds me that it's a lot easier to live life like being on the sidelines you know what i mean like being a fan in the stands being like oh how could you miss that play if that was me i would have done this with my eyes open da, 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 da. but when you're an athlete out there like in front of millions of people giving something you're all you're really trying to focus and and keep your confidence like it's a lot harder than it seems you know to perform in front of all these people and it's very easy for somebody who doesn't have the heart right leo's the heart you don't have the heart or the willpower to actually get out there in front of people so it's very easy for you to say like oh i would have done it this way or i wouldn't have fumbled the ball i wouldn't have missed that pass like you suck you're trash da, da, da. it's very easy when you don't have the heart to really like live on the stage so yeah i think that's overall a beautiful way to kind of wrap up the week like i feel like there's so much auspicious energy for us to be able to harness but some of us you know even myself included you know we need to tap into our confidence a little bit more to be able to consider possibilities that we've been rejecting because it makes us uncomfortable so empress take us home what's your um insight on this last transit of the week before we close out Yes, that was so amazing. I loved that. Like increasing our commitment and loyalty and not being afraid to be vulnerable. I have a Chiron and Leo in the third house. So like a lot of the things you were touching on um, resonated with me as well. Uh, and I can definitely relate to how, you know, you feel in some instances as well. Um, but like, guys, let's close out this week. We have Net, um, the moon in Leo in conjunct or King Kunks, uh, Neptune in Pisces, and in the tarot, this is the high priestess in strength or the king of wands energy uh, in conjunct the, hang, the hanged man in the moon energy or the knight of cups. So closing out this week, the high priestess in the hanged man um, are both forcing us, I feel, to see reality for what it is and not what we want it to be. And only when we're able to see the world and our situations for what they are, will we really be able to get the perspective we need to make an effective decision about it, right? Um, I really love that this is closing out the week, but also coming right after Saturn stationed retrograde in Aquarius, <laughs> um, because I think that's just speaking a louder message to us as a collective, as a humanity to, you know, wake up to a lot of the things that are going on, um, that are swaying, you know, the, the frequency of the planet, the resonance of the planet. Um, especially with, you know, um, Mercury going into Taurus uh, on Friday, earlier on in the week. Um, and so I really feel like, you know, uh, strength and the moon are asking us to be courageous. Um, being courageous in the face of whatever is revealed, whatever is revealed on a personal scale um, as we're facing all of these energies. Um, as we mentioned last week was a lot of emphasis, guys, on your internal journey, on how you communicate to yourself, 
this week there was more of an emphasis on how you communicate and how you speak your truth and you're more honest when it comes to your interactions and partnerships and relationships of all kinds um and so we're really like in school you know and if we think about gemini season this is a time to learn this is a time to be a student um and so this is really um a season guys where we're having to learn so many different aspects um, of ourselves specifically in how we communicate internally and externally and strength and the moon here are really wanting us to have that strength wanting us to be courageous um, when it comes to whatever's being revealed in this learning process as crazy as it may be so that we can walk the moonlight path like we see with the moon card here so that we can walk down that dark, dreary, you know, corridor and trust our intuition while also allowing our fears to be reduced about your mission and journey this lifetime. You know, you may feel like you may be getting an inkling with Saturn going retrograde in Aquarius. When you see those sides of yourself, you might have to give it up to that opposite side that's telling you you need to go on social media. You need to create your own website. You need to go and, and find your tribe. You need to go and speak to people. You need to go out and just, you know, have a conversation in your community. Attend that event. You may be an introvert like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. Like, this is a transit that's like, no, have the courage. You know, that was revealed internally as something that you need to walk on, that you need to face. And so now be willing to learn by putting yourself in a situation that's going to cause you to put aside your fears allow you to trust your intuition. So what do you feel internally? What is your gut telling you? You know, what is your mind telling you that you need to do at this moment in time in terms of exalting more of yourself? How do you need to trust your intuition and walk that moonlight path and allow your fears to be reduced um, about your mission, about your journey this lifetime. We all have a mission. We all have a destiny. We all have a journey this lifetime. There's a path for each of us to walk. What is that for you? And how are you going to be able to step into your intuition to really trust um, the ability to manifest your dreams? Okay. So the king of inspiration, I'll close with this. The king of inspiration or the king of wands um, is in this transit with the high priestess in strength. He's allow, he allows his passions and his energy to keep him in that state of taking action, to keep moving forward, to keep going, even when things are tough, even when things aren't going his way. So embody that energy with this in conjunction. And even if you, you know, have things that are being revealed to you or things that you maybe want to keep a secret or you want to keep hidden allow the light to be shown on them and have the strength have the courage you know have the tenacity to move forward throughout it that's what's going to promote the that's if you have to be the change that you want to see in the world and it starts with us on an individual scale in order for us to see collectively the manifestation of our dreams and seeing a world where there's more unison, a world where you can um, create abundance for yourself and receive abundance and prosperity more easily, you have to be able to walk that path. You have to be that change that you want to see. And so um, I really love that this week is ending on this transit, on this in conjunction, because I feel like in conjunctions um, are stressful but they kind of make you have to choose a path. Inconjunctions are kind of like, 
you can't sit on the fence. Like you need to feel this in order to know that this is serious, you know? Um, so great way to close out the week. I really love this energy. Um, and this was a great week, guys. A really great week for us to, to continue to learn, continue to be that student of life and absorb, but trust our intuition in the actions that we're taking at this time and the voice we're creating for ourselves. So um, that's all I have to say about Sunday. Um, let me go ahead and turn hand raising on. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up, Soul, before we invite others on stage? Yeah, I'll just say while we give people a chance to to join and, you know, we'd really love to hear from you all if anything resonated. I know it did. I feel it. I was like, and people, <laughs> people <laughs> just have a lot to think about for this week. So we definitely want to hear from you, whether it's through the room chat or y'all joining the stage. So um, I'll give y'all, you know, some time to, to do that. But it made me think about when you were talking about Sunday's transit, I'm like, some of us, and myself included, I'd be manifesting things, saying, I want this, I claim this, I receive this. And then I'd be shocked when that new level of ascension that I'm asking for requires for me to have like courage that I haven't tapped into before. You know what I mean? Mm. Like we, we ask for, I, I, you know, I want to ascend spiritually, but then we get new spiritual challenges. And I'm like, I'm not trying to do all that. I'm not trying to fight and be courageous, you know? So it's like, um, that's what I was getting for that transit when you were saying that for Sunday. It's like, when we ask for certain things, when we ask for spiritual development and new spiritual depth and to be in alignment with our higher self, like sometimes that manifests very challenging um, experiences for us to have to tap into new levels of strength and courage and, um, how we how do we stay fixed on being loyal to ourselves like you know it's just remember that those things that we're asking for are sometimes going to activate those levels of things that make us feel um uncomfortable and the last thing i'll say is that you know it's a beautiful time to take action on this energy it's a new month we're bringing in um the june you know energy and empress you were saying this earlier about you know potential energy harvesting like the summer solstice is coming and i'm so 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 excited june 21st is like my favorite see like day of the year because it's the longest day it's like the sun sets the latest it will for the whole year like i just be thriving like i love the summer so it's like just think about the thing you know it takes about three weeks to initiate new habits you know what i mean so if you start today if you start right at this at the beginning of this new month you'll be you know initiating a lot of new changes just by changing your routine you know between now and the solstice and you'll have these beautiful things to manifest um and see the fruits and rewards of that you know labor um during the summer season you know you'll be able to feel alive be out in the sun ex you know experience the warmth experience these connections and just have a thriving you know cancer and leo season so i'm just really excited Yes, yeah, so well, we enjoyed going through this amazing week that we have coming up, you guys. Um, there's so much for us to learn, so much perspective for us to get. And um, we just want to thank you all for joining us for another episode of Astro Tea. 
Um, we really enjoyed your energy and we look forward to seeing you all next week, Sunday. Um, be sure to play the song of this week, Fine by Mary J. Blige. Um, and check out our link tree. We have that new cosmic consultation um, that you guys can book with both uh, Soul and myself. So definitely check that out. Um, join the email list, order your Astro T journal, um, and go ahead and follow us here on Clubhouse and on Instagram to catch up with us between episodes. We love you all so, so much and have a terrific week.